1: We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times
0: when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with. Sophie, can you say Rob Beckett?
2: Rob Beckett.
0: And Josh Widdecombe?
2: Rob getting.
1: Well done.
0: See, he started posh and then trailed off of the poshness. That first line was well posh, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. This is our daughter Sophie, who was born during the first lockdown, May 2020, and we've been avid listeners since. Our second baby, Theodore, is now five... Great name. Is now five weeks old, <laughs> uh, and she is slowly t- coming to terms with him. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Ed and Heather in... Shropshire. Cheshire. Not far! Not get in, far! Get in, get in! And what? And what? Deal with it, yeah? That's probably that's probably an adjacent county, yeah? Well done, Rob. Welcome Thanks, to the man. episode. How are you? You good? Yeah. I've got to say. Go on. Bank holiday weekends are long, aren't they? <laughs> it's a bit like the lockdown, isn't it? People without kids looking forward, to, you know, yeah. enjoying the freedom. If you are a freelancer with kids, a bank holiday has fucking nothing oh, hate for it. you. I hate it. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, you don't get a day off you just don't no.
0: earn any money and yeah. then you've got to go and do something and then everyone's off where normally you can get stuff done on a Monday yeah. but yeah if you're self-employed freelancer the worst I hate them and then all my mates are like oh what's everyone up to bank holiday or just no just the same really but no money in it and
1: it's busy everywhere oh and do you know what I've done actually is I didn't realise it was a bank holiday so I scheduled something really annoying on the Monday as well <laughs> what this no, no <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. This was like a fucking oasis as I was going through the afternoon and looking after two children. Especially straight off the back of the six weeks' holiday. If this popped up in February, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, what about May when you get two bank holidays in one it's month? It's absolutely madness. What is that? What ma- is
2: that, what is
0: that? <laughs> but I don't even know what for. It's just oh because it's May. Spread them out. Just because it's May May Day weekend. Yeah, oh, God. And you've just just had Easter, which is four
1: days. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Good to be back on track, normal, back to normal life. I should add, obviously, my issues with bank holidays, I have no issue with the reason the bank holiday was called. Just add that. Yeah. In case anyone from the Daily Mail is listening. Now...
0: Do you want some school drop-off times, Josh? We asked about whose school finished the earliest. Yours finishes
1: a bit later than mine. Oh, Rob, you know what? The 9.34 thing... Is an absolute winner. Yeah, That's such a gift, Rob. I know we're not meant to talk about positives in our lives <laughs> because <laughs> it ruins the show. Because it ruins the show. Yeah. I actually got too much time in the morning. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I, I,
0: that's what I was going to say. I think you know, getting ready—you don't need. You want to map it out really, but then you, yeah. you, you want to be
1: out longer. But you've got loads of time in the morning to get them ready. At four p.m. Yeah, it's four p.m. is a win. I tell you, let's give me some more. Um, okay. Hit me up with some. With this some is from times.
0: Nicola Gordon. Yeah. Um Love the podcast. You're talking about Josh's daughter's school shutting at two p.m. on a Friday. Is that still no, happening? Not
1: my daughter. It's not my daughter's school. It's a friend's right. uh, Child's school.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're in Scotland, and my son's also a Josh finishes school at twelve twenty p.m. on a Friday. They're only what there for is the point Starts at eight forty-five. Pointless. I hardly oh, have time god. to unpack my food shop. Nicola's oh, not happy. Oh my
1: god, that is,
0: that is stupid. Brutal. Every day. They go back earlier as well, don't they, Scottish schools? Do they? It gets so dark early up there and so light early in the summer. 12.20?
1: That's before lunch.
0: I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, At least stay for lunch. You've got to feed them before you send them off, surely. Um, Hello, still loving the podcast? Okay, that's a bit loaded. (laughs) What are you (laughs) suggesting? Hmm, okay um, Somehow
1: we hold, you're holding my attention, but yeah, I really it won't didn't be last
0: this long. right still love the podcast. love the chat tonight about school pickup times. I love when people say the chat tonight, and they just assume everyone's listened to it at the same time.: <laughs> It's going out live.: <laughs> Hi guys, let's all have a listening party, six pm.. Um, love the chat tonight about
1: school pickup times. This is from Vicky Allen. I feel like I'm really going in on her with this. Yeah. but I, the- I should say it sums up our. Both our our output and our audience that someone's emailed in with the phrase "loving the chat about school pickup times." We start school here
0: at seven a.m. and finish what, at one live? forty-five.
1: What? What? Where do they live?
0: And she's a teacher. I work seven a.m. till three p.m. every day. Oh no! You
1: don't don't do that. Well, get, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess where they're from? Like Spain, something like that. No, Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. So
0: Qatar, this is Qatar, Josh, and she said after twelve years you get used to it. I mean, that's a long time to wait. Twelve years,
1: you get used to it.
0: Or does she mean I've been here twelve years and you get used to it quick, or it takes twelve years to get used to it?
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, either way, it's not. It's not ripping apart
0: the context of this email. So what is seven a.m.
1: till one forty-five? Is that because of the heat, presumably? Yes. Oh my god, that would destroy me every day. But yeah, every day.
0: I thought yeah, I think you just get used
1: to it, though, don't you? It's just a, yeah, a just shift
0: up at six, aren't you? Because that's suppose. what I, I, you know, like the Rock and Mark Wahlberg always get up at like four a.m. to do exercise. I just yeah. think they're jet lagged from being in Europe and they've just you stayed jet lagged. Yeah, because when you get to America from the UK, you're just up from four or five every day until yeah. you sort of have a really late night. But if you don't have a late night, that's just, that's just your
1: new life. So Mark Wahlberg. Went to you know Ocean Beach for the weekend to watch you know to yeah. enjoy himself. He's just never reset. Yeah, that's what I think.
0: Yeah, it's, I think not, that's it's true. not
1: commitment. But well, well, what time does Walberg go to bed? Do we know? I think it's at like, um, nine pm. What a weird thing to do to your life.
0: And they oh. don't drink or anything, do they?
1: Oh, no, no, I know. I think it's all bollocks. I don't
0: idea. think it's true. I think um, uh, I've
1: got an itchy ear, Rob, and I've only got one headphone in, so I can't hear what you're saying at that moment. <laughs> I've got to deal with these headphones. <laughs> What, what's wrong with your ear? It was itchy, but... So you took a headphone my, out to itch it you couldn't hear me? Only one of my headphones works. Josh, are you, are you shitting me? I'm Have you
0: not. got it out again to itch it? No, I'm listening to you. So, so I know we were talking about the, the wires all being tangled up, but yeah. but does only one of those work?
1: Yeah, one, one of those Josh, buttons. how long's that been like that? Since we started this podcast. That is actually mental. Do you not wonder why I only ever... I suppose you don't see me, do you? No, but... but I only ever have one ear thing in. Josh, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I don't need you in fucking surround sound, Rob. You're not in stereo. <laughs> no, but you need to let like to hear me at least. Well, for this very reason, in case you get a fucking itchy ear like a, a dog. It's only come up three How? years in. that It's my first itchy ear. How itchy do you get your ears? Do you know what? I think I might have something wrong with my ear. Of course you do. It's... I've... I've <laughs> every week with you were you. It just it just keeps getting itchy. Could oh. have like ear dandruff or something. Like, you can, no, you can get. No, can fu- have like
0: yeah a, sk- a skin infection, like a fungal infection in your ear. Oh my god! Like a skin infection because I had a, a really bad ear and then I and it got worse and worse. It was a fungal infection in there. And in the end, what they had to do was it was really itchy, so you keep itching it, but then you damage it more, and then it gets yeah. and then you create a, it gets really red and sore. So what he had to do with mine is he had to pump it full of um, he cleaned it out and it was really red and sore. Then he pumped it full of cream yeah and then I had to have my ear full of cream for a day what so could you I hear did, anything I, I did um, no nothing out of that ear so I did 8 out of 10 cats with one ear <laughs> and then the next day he goes in and cleans it all out and then puts oh it in. So it's God. got like, antibiotics Can in it You see to be... it that you've um, got creamy ear uh, no, so he cleaned it around the edge. But if you had a proper look in there, you'd see white at the end. But it weren't like here comes yeah, creamier. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't like you had a
1: bit like a ninety-nine sticking out yeah. your ear. What
0: them Italian little things called? You know the uh, with a cream what? in the middle. Italian. What? Oh god! I, if I weren't jet-lagged, I'd have been. I got that. My timings they're, they're off. Like,
1: yeah, Italian cream in a ah ah. <laughs> oh my god! How does that person still enjoy oh, this I podcast? I just typed in Italian cream here. Um, Italian cream. Um. It's called. Filled pastry, that's it. Canole, canole. Can, cannoli cannoli A Oh, fuck. Oh a my fangool. That's from my only Italian. That's from Joey oh Triviani. That, that is simply not good enough broadcasting wise. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is it itchy? I think it's osmosis. <laughs> I think
0: that's what osmosis means
1: oh yeah i'll do neither of us knows
0: i've got a thing about weirdest place people have listened okay and then we'll do mine in class Hiya, listening to this week's podcast and the weirdest place i've listened to the podcast bit we welcomed our baby boy 10 weeks ago and i listened to your podcast whilst in labor no specifically whilst wasting for my epidural no way Big time Incredible I was in so much pain And got a bit worked up About the needle That I shouted at my partner To put the latest episode on As it always makes me laugh It reminds me of the time When I wasn't in absolute agony Needless to say The doctor asked me to turn it off Oh here we oh, go You kill joy. Who, who was it Dr Chatterjee Worried about the charts <laughs> that was quick, wasn't it? That was, uh, really, that was good. That uh, really good. Because one, there, as a white man, I'm panicking about the, an Asian man's yeah. name, so yeah, um, I've got to find a doctor in the charts, yeah, and really good. and I just don't think there was another another person I could yeah, have done.
1: with. I have said Doctor Fox, I and mean, yeah, <laughs> it just wouldn't have worked. <laughs>
0: Needless to say, the doctor asked me to turn it off as they found it too distracting when trying to position a potentially very dangerous needle into my spine without oh causing any long-lasting damage.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. so funny we could permanently disable someone. Is that what she's saying? Like, the doctor would be laughing away while and they just were... just
0: jab it into the spinal cord. Suddenly we're riffing about Jimmy Chippolata. <laughs> so sausage it was not G- <laughs> Jimmy... Ch- to be fair, yeah, she can't walk now, but it was a Jimmy Chippolata one. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway uh, however once I was pain free the podcast went straight back on and myself and the midwife had a lovely chuckle whilst my contractions were edging closer together thanks for laughs,
1: <laughs> no Ria Marwick Marwick sorry oh wow great we well if you've listened in birth do let us know if you ever put it on and someone's told you to take, turn it off because it's too too dangerous that's what I'm going to do as my as my last thing when I feel like I'm going I'm going to go can you just um, you can listen to this podcast you just pop yeah. on the um one, so I can slowly slip away to silence. Fucking <laughs> boring. <laughs> 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 but here's Mylene Class. Hello, Mylene Class. How are you?
3: I like that intro. That was great. Thank you.
1: Been <laughs> up all night writing it. It's not too. It's not too. um gushing, is it? No.
3: <laughs> Do you know what? I like six
1: things. I think it's weird when you do a show and then they like, you're sat there while they intro you and they're reading out all the, your credits and stuff. It's just an awkward start.
3: Do you know what? You're absolutely right. So thank you.
1: Author, musician, <laughs> member of hearsay, which we won't go into.
3: You can go wherever you like. I have nothing to hide.
0: Well, should we, should we start with how many kids you got? That's the classic. What's your, what's your kids set up, Miley? Okay, so I've got um,
3: a 15-year-old. 15 year old.
0: 15.
3: I've got an 11-year-old.
0: Okay. Uh, Boys or girls? Are they both girls?
3: Both girls. Yep. So Ava's 15, here is 11. And then I've got my baby boy, who's three. His name's Apollo, but we call him Snoopy. He's just turned three. (laughs) <laughs> how comes
0: you Apollo to snoopy yeah
3: well when I was pregnant I put um a piece of paper up on the door because I wanted all the kids just you know to really feel involved because my partner he has two children too so we're a blended family of seven all in <laughs> I know honestly it's it chaos um but um, I thought let's let all the children feel really involved in this and write down any name that you want to call the baby I don't know who the culprit was but somebody wanted to call him um snoop dogg and I was like, don't be okay. so ridiculous. We're not gonna have a baby called Snoop Dogg. And would you believe it? It's what stuck. So he's been given like this god of music and science Apollo. We've given him that name and nobody uses it. Snoopy.
1: Amazing. <laughs> I'm just Snoop. Him Snoop. Everybody
3: calls it Snoopy, Snoopy. His teachers, his little nursery teachers. He oh, calls wow. himself he calls himself Snoopy.
1: That's incredible. So do you think that'll stick when he goes to school? I,
3: I'm guessing so. It's it's the only that's he answers it. to and that's how he introduces himself it's <laughs> a <His> little snoopy
0: <laughs> so how because you've got so are all the kids in your house so they split between other houses with pe- d- like different parents
3: so the three are permanent residents two come and go and then there's myself and my partner and i'd like to say we're permanent residents too how
0: old are the other two
3: kids uh also 15 and 11.
0: so how spoil is snoop getting having all these sort of <laughs> older kids and parents around. Because he's going to be the little golden boy.
3: If he ever learns to tie his shoelaces by 21, it will be a miracle.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he went through a phase of not even speaking. It was kind of just, hmm. <laughs> yeah. we We just, well, look, he's a rainbow baby. So we are... We're all obsessed with him What's a rainbow it, baby? The rainbow baby is the baby that you get at the end of the rainbow After you've had um, miscarriages And I had four miscarriages so, so to get this baby He was, you know Obviously all babies are very, very precious But I was just willed over the finishing line We were so worried to the, to the loss oh, you know, The minute I held him in my arms I didn't even believe I was having him I didn't dare to believe I was having
1: it. Did, did, did you... Was it... I mean, we've gone quite quite heavy quite early. Was it difficult to keep going with those set points when you thought, we're not going to do this?
3: All the time, because I spent I spent four... You know, to have four miscarriages when you've um, had two, you know, seemingly very straightforward pregnancies, uh, it just... It rattles you. I think anybody who's ever been through anything, even, you know, remotely like that, you know, one is awful, four... It's just looking into the and giving up. I
1: mean, I can only imagine. We had one, and that was horrific. And then the pregnancy after that—there's no joy in the pregnancy after that. Absolutely we found...
3: no. It's fear. It's like every time you yeah. go to the loo, you just think you're scared just to go to the loo. Um, yeah. You just don't know what you're going to find and I think you know you're just forever worried if you if you feel a movement you're worried if you don't feel a movement you're worried I don't know if you you had to experience you know all the injections and the pessaries and the the drugs that are required but I was rattling around you know you know every yeah. everything I could possibly take I took it because I just didn't want to take any any chances but we got him but you've got him
1: and he's called Snoopy against your That's wishes. Why he's That's...
3: Loud, just sort of, he just floats aloft on this yeah. cloud <laughs> <laughs> around on because he's just, I'm so I am I still I don't think I will ever get over the fact that I have him. Yeah. Um, you know, just, he's here and I just I'm just I just, you know, sneak into his room at night and just stroke his head and smell his hair that you know that baby smell that you're just trying to just still hang on
0: <laughs> And he's, are you done now though would you go again or mm. is it too much stress from what's happened before
3: i you know what on a serious note i don't think i could do it again i couldn't tempt fate like that again yeah. uh, i just i don't think i could do it. i think i got my lot i really did um and from a practical consideration i don't think there's a tour bus big enough now <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> I had to get a bigger kitchen table, a bigger dinner table to fit everyone around it. Um, So just from a practical consideration, I just, I don't know how we'd move. It's like the circus coming to town wherever we go.
1: How do you genuinely, what are the practicalities of going from A to B with five kids?
3: You have to be so organised, and I always have a master point. Not joking, in case anyone gets lost along the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what, what? How big's your car? What are we looking at? Previa, full galaxy? How big? How many well, seats you got?
3: Sometimes, no. Sometimes we just have to just go in sort of in in, in a rotation. Or drop someone at the tube, or that's just like, we have to. Yeah, Yeah, well, we can't do the 80s anymore where you just throw someone in the boot. It just doesn't really work. So we have to just really, you know, I've got with with the 15 year olds, it's a little bit easier because they, they, you know, they're a bit more independent. But uh, it is, like I said, you have some real practical considerations how to move everybody. It's like it is like kettling rather than raising.
0: (laughs) And how do you jump between like a three year old and then teenage girls?
3: Oh my goodness. If you figure it out, I'm all in. <laughs> okay. um, it is it is it's really it's it's a real challenge because I think people have this idea of you have teenagers and they're going to be this one way and you have toddlers and they're going to be this other way. And like actually you're just dealing with independent people. You don't yeah. know what these little people are going to want or what they're going to be like. And I just think the most important thing really is with, you know, so many little people with all these big feelings is that you just remind them that you're team children, that's it. Whatever they need, whatever support they want, you know, whatever it is that, that, that you know, that, that they need in their lives at whatever time, you, they just need to know that you're supporting them. And that's the best thing I can do because it's just, it's just, most definitely it's not one size fits all. Yeah, And got you know, all my children they are very, very different. Um, yeah, they're very different. We've, we've got things, obviously, all in common. We all, you know, make music together. I've managed to you know pass on, you know, piano lessons that they all seem to love. And I love doing that with us together because I made my own band. But then, you know, my eldest, she's like some chemistry wizard. I've got no clue. I can't help her. Absolutely. Yeah. No, none whatsoever. Uh, my 11-year-old, she's like comedian slash wants to make clothes for the drag queens. She's on her own trajectory. And then, obviously, there's the emperor the golden child
1: who I've got a four and a one-year-old and when we're going through these stages with a one-year-old I can't even remember really what it was like with a four-year-old so to I've done it 12 years apart Do, do, do you feel like you've still got the kind of things you learned the first time around or does it feel like you're just starting afresh again with the new baby
3: um I think what you do learn is that, you know, your children, they just, they have such different needs. Um, I'm learning that boys are really kamikaze. I can't tell you yes. how many times I've been to A&E. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> I've, I've probably been to a with him more times, you know, t- at, at the age of three than I have with Ava the whole time because she just cannot sit still. We literally just tripped over on nothing the other day and we are back in a on, on Ava's birthday. You know, it was just one of those things. You're trying to juggle everything. And I, I think that's what the difference is with, you know, with Ava and Hero, wherever I put them down, if I gave them a book, they'd still be there. <laughs> you yeah.
0: Know, yeah. One boys definitely aren't. Like, there's just there's a bit of a nutter switch in boys, isn't there? Where just, when they go on one.
3: I have those generalisations, but it's very, very different. I was told that, you know, just give them loads of fresh air, you can let them run around outside and make sure they're fed with boys. And that's not a sheep dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because I, I remember saying I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast when I was at a wedding and then it was like, it was in America and it was like, it was on the they had this pre-wedding thing on the beach and there was a dad there with two twin boys that were six and the game was they were running out of the sea at him and he they had to try and get out of the sea and he just pushed them back in the sea and he was just pushing his kids in the sea and they were loving it. Just getting like knocked back under the water and then at one point one got up, was sick in the sea and then carried on running at his dad getting pushed
1: back. <laughs> and I was like, these are animals. My daughter is so different from my son in that way. Like, Because um, we went to, we went to a five-year-old's party on Saturday and there was basically, it was, you know when you're like, I'm not going to put gender roles on my child. <laughs> yeah. And there was literally boys fighting with sticks (laughs) to the point where they were having to get the sticks taken off them. And then my daughter and her two friends were at the craft station decorating hats. And you're like, this is like a kind of awful Victorian kind of thing where you're like, these this isn't enid Blyton, but these kids are like
3: (laughs) (laughs) but they just they just yeah, they just find their own way, don't they? I can't believe they do play straight into the hands of what you consider gender specific. And there are definitely things that are like like we've got a math motto the class family motto is have fun don't die <laughs> <laughs> that's our class family motto and i'm just hoping that just cause everyone just stick to it
0: yeah yeah Have fun yeah. don't die and um, how did you find it different? When obviously you were single parent at points with your, your first two, and mm. then now you sort of well, you're with your partner. Did, 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 looking back, do you sort of think, oh, how did I do that? How did I cope with that? Considering like you know you get a bit, like, people get overwhelmed now, and they've got their partner with them. But do I can't imagine how hard it was.
3: There are definitely easier parts when you are single because you just know it's just you, so you just yes. crack on. Is all just down to you and that's also the pressure because it is all just down to you um and then there's also times when actually it can be yeah that's very very hard because it is just you but it can be very lonely at the same time so because it's not just sharing the, the, the workload you also you want to share the love you want to go oh you know, they did this today or they smiled at this today or they put they they, they this, this incredible thing it's just wanting to share your lives together but there are things that now i'm, I'm you know not always used to having my partner who's, who are, are, you know maybe you'll just say well could you go and pick this up or did you do the laundry and if it's forgotten you're like i didn't do it myself yeah it's, it's those things that you're just it's i find it just such a huge switch to to share that workload having yeah. done it so long yeah. used to doing it for so long whether it's just you know pottering around the house fixing things around the house all the way through to ferrying the kids and just being manic you get so used to it
0: and how was it with, like, obviously some of it was quite public about your sort of ex-husband or ex-partner. Um, and, like, how, do you feel protective over your kids because you know that's sort of out of your, of your control when it's in the paper and stuff? Like, do you sort of just ignore that and or do you have a discussion with them? How do you deal with that? Because it's sort of out of your control.
3: I have been extremely open with my children because I found that even, um, even if, let's say, I didn't want to share a story or if I didn't think it was appropriate, you would be amazed at what is shared at the school gates. And by I would, I, I you know, I had one mum who went up to to my children and, and was just talking like it was just daily gossip. And I was like, my God, these are their lives. God. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So w- what I've done now is I've just made it really clear that I've shown my children that there are, you know, stories, let's call them, that mm. are written about me and about us. And I just show them the differences. And it's, you know, you can't underestimate them, children. I think so many people think that's not appropriate or... Yeah upset by these or they can't understand that they're too young, but actually don't underestimate your children. I, I've got stories where you can start as simply as showing the girls when the names have been swapped around or right. the ages have been swapped around, which when you're a child, if someone gets your age wrong or yeah. yeah. your name wrong, it's like, you're a fool, you know? So you can see how those stories can start. But we've got actually, again, in the same vein of Have Fun, Don't Die, we've also got um, a graph of how bad something can be. There was a story written about me a long time ago, when the kids were, you know, about Ava would have been about Ava would have been about four or five, and I went somewhere called um, the Yap Islands, which is in Micronesia, and I was doing i was working on a project called um, Singing in the Rainforest. So I had to bring a piano and go and write a song with a tribe. Bono would have loved it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I came back from the Yap Islands, and the girls helped me unpack my suitcase, and a little crab c- c- crawled out, and yeah. it was been like 20pp starts to the size, and we all sort of named it, as you do, and put him in a bowl and tried to figure out what a crab from the Yap Islands would want. We tried brown flakes. We tried to put, you know, yeah. little food. Obviously, it's very sad because he didn't quite make it, but we tried. And I, <laughs> I I hid it from the girls that he didn't make it. Um, and I was talking about this crab story, as you do, uh, at a press conference for the show I've been working on. And they said, you know, is there anything that you're going to miss about the Yap Islands? And I like, well, actually, I took a little piece of it home with me. I had to stow away. Anyway, I mean, I'll leave it to you to Google. Have a look for yourself. It's a really unfortunate thing to have to look up, but it's mine in class. Cutting crab. Putting crab. <laughs> <Killing> crab. <laughs> look at the size of the crab that comes up. Putting oh, wow. uh, yeah. We'll put Releasing
0: giant rat-eating <laughs> crab.
3: <laughs> the size of it. Look at the size of that. So, That's not what you had, is it? 120 <laughs> per piece. So the story went out. No, no, it gets worse. I, they asked, "What did I do with this crab?" So I said, "Well, I released it onto the heath." But there, then, it was meant to just be a joke. Most of the journalists present got it, and yeah. that was the end of it. Amazing. But it then translated that I'd released a three-foot coconut crab onto the heath. <laughs> I had animal rights groups saying <laughs> i the ecosystem. I had Amazing. I had uh, broadsheets getting in touch with management saying, you know, what's she going to do about this? Never since the uh, the terrapins from um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have we had such a uh, pandemic. It was it just went out of control. Oh and I, wow! I had, a, I had a journalist who was uh, pictured with a net walking around the heath trying to find this giant crab because apparently a, a resident said that it tried to eat a dog. So no. my, <laughs> I felt they, read, they saw all these stories. I showed them all these stories, and we just use it as a, you know, if a story breaks and is it accurate or is it not accurate? We always go well on the scale of the crab. Where does it lie? Yeah,
0: because they've it's, seen the tiny little one that you add, and they know that's no, all just bollocks.
3: And I think you know what? Just show them. Show them how things can can either um, snowball or how things can be reported, or and learn to laugh at it.
1: How quickly could you laugh at Crabgate?
3: Dude, if I had opened my suitcase and found that three foot crab, which they got <laughs> five foot, honestly, I wouldn't be carrying it down to the heath. I, I would be ringing the, the police. <laughs> I mean, you,
1: Let's be honest with you, it would have shown up when they put it through the, the baggage carousel. So the, the, yeah, There's
0: no way that is the biggest crab of I didn't know they did them that big.
3: I think if you can show them and they can see the, they they lived it in real time, so they saw all of this happening. So we just always refer back to that: the sliding scale of how bad are things
0: yeah you can just they just know it's nonsense because it's, yeah. it's amazing how young they get when like even my six-year-olds be like oh you're you're famous you're on the telly and stuff like that so like as soon as they get older and they can start reading the newspapers and googling you because that's what they will, you know that's it's in their nature too isn't it but they know now that the, the crap on the crab scale so is crab the most ludicrous is at the top I'm level those lines,
3: but nothing so funny that the, you know the girls can really genuinely get their i was gonna
2: say
1: their, their claws into yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oh my god, that's amazing. Dealing with the tabloids isn't one of the uh, topics uh, that is in the book. They don't teach you this at school, which is your book you were saying. So this book is... And so this has got uh, 100 lessons for children, uh, but it's like really practical stuff, over 100 lessons, uh, from really practical stuff to just like kind of personal stuff, like dealing with different kind of um, emotional things and stuff. So it kind of covers the full gamut. Of, uh, of life experience.
3: How many times have you sat with somebody? Uh, I don't know. You can get the to the kitchen table, and just said, "Why didn't they teach us this at school?" And I'm going through this yeah. more and more because I've got a daughter who is doing Pythagoras theory and does want to know the breakdown of every single cell. And I, I don't know how to talk about half the time. I'm really trying, but then actually, what about the, the practical lessons that you know CPR, how to change a tire? If you look on my Insta, my daughter, we we got a flat in Ibiza. And my daughter at 14 changed my tire for me. And I, Amazing. Uh, and it's things like that where I just... Don't so I thought
0: you meant you bought an, you bought an apartment in Ibiza. <laughs> we got a flat in Ibiza. I was
1: like, oh, okay, this is a weird thing to... All right, well done. Oh, it's flat yeah. tire. <laughs> so one of the things is how right, to well deal done, with... Man, with, man, with uh, in dealing with Spanish estate agents is lesson one. No, we got a flat tire, sorry, in
3: Ibiza. Uh, <laughs> I let my daughter change it. And I just think it's, you know, nobody wants to feel helpless. Nobody in life yes. feel helpless. And look, this is not doing the schools down. You know, a lot of teachers have actually bought the book. And I, I think it's bottom line is, and they do enough of course as well. It's more a case of just all those things you wanted to learn at school. I consolidated them all from, basic finance, you know, the amount of people Ah. that are doing abstract algebra but don't even know how to run a household, household budget, set up a bank account or, you know, their mortgage.
0: Well, they never taught you, tax, I never got taught about tax. My school, I grew up in South East London, everyone was either a criminal or they run their own plumbing firm. That was it. And at no point did anyone talk about PAYE or what you have to do, nothing. It's ridiculous. We was all doing Pythagoras. All we needed to know was self-assessment tax returns. That was it.
3: Do you know how many adults Steve can still struggle now. You say it's for yeah. children, but I've had loads of silver splitters. Loads yeah. of people getting divorced. Uh there was one girl, she got What's in a touch
0: sil- silver splitter? Is that people older people getting divorced?
3: Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. You got loads of little terms. I like this. Yeah. yeah. It's the silver
1: splitters. What, what age do you have to be to be a silver splitter about? I thought I
3: have for just, you know. Just the
1: hair, just the hair. Yeah.
3: What it is? The kids have grown up. They've gone either to you or they're right.
0: I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Flown the nest, empty nesters.
3: Yeah, and you're spending a lot of time together, and suddenly you're thinking, well, actually, it's not working. They're silver splitters. They've got their independence now, and actually, then they realise, I don't know where the fuse box is, or you know, one girl from was saying to me, she broke up with her boyfriend, and she said the humiliation of him watching her from the window when she was trying to start the lawnmower. And I was like, oh. "Come on, babe!" Oh. <laughs> he just said, "All she wanted was just to look like she wasn't going to be helpless," and that just broke my heart there and then. So, yeah, it's just it's for uni leavers. It's for it's for people who just want to know those life skills. We've we've saved four lives already. There was one guy who got in touch, and his wife was choking on chicken at the table, and oh. and he saved a oh. life. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh really? Heimlich.
0: Yeah. You teach the Heimlich.
3: Yeah, it's all in there. I mean, you you know, you can do the basic sort of um, uh, pats on the back if you like, the firm slap on the back. But it's I think there's so many people out there that just don't know what to do. What would you do if someone was choking? What would you do if someone you know know, uh, needed CPR? There's been loads of children actually that have known what to do, and whilst they haven't had the strength to actually carry it out, they've been able to. Adults, yeah. how to do it, which is remarkable. We also saved a little baby, a six-month-old baby. The mum, the mum actually posted on her Insta after she'd um, saved her child. of um, a while later.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quickly gonna send this DM. Yeah, you'll be all right. Instagram Live felt it felt <laughs> it felt a bit inappropriate to Instagram. Just Live. Wanna, just want
0: to say big thanks to Mylene Class. <laughs> this little fella's just <laughs>
1: oh, <God.
2: God>. stop, <laughs>
0: stop. Obviously, you've you've put this all together, Miley. though, but have your kids come up to you with this book and go and point out some of your advice and go, "Remember when you did this to us?" But that didn't really work out, you know, from the past. Because I don't know about you, but my kids remember everything I ever did wrong.
3: Uh, when I was in Ibiza, not in the flat that I did. <laughs> We, we got um so there was a there's a blackout and I came down the stairs to find out what was going on and then the lights came on and I said to Sim my partner did you fix it he went no Ava did it she just went to the fuse box and I'm like my god it's working <laughs> it's actually working And I just that's when you think god it you know it does go in they think everything you do is wrong trust me my children they don't get my job at all they don't you know, get the, I'm, I am one of them say famous, they just don't see it like that yeah. at all. They don't understand why I am in a newspaper or anyone would, would I don't know, listen to anything. Um
0: Have you had to lay down the law with the teenagers yet, Mylene, or have they quite well behaved, especially the 15-year-old? Because I'm petrified of teenage daughters.
3: No, don't be. Do you know what? I mean... I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing where she's at and seeing you know, the books that she chooses to read and how she'll have these conversations, what she started standing up for. Do you know what? She left a party. I put it in the book. She left a party because she didn't like the language, you know, she thought it was, you know, both racist and homophobic, and she she rang me from the bathroom, and we just got into bed, and we were like, oh no, it's oh, <laughs> that party, this is great, and kids are in bed, and she, you know, she said, can you come and pick me up? And we went, and she told us what was going on, we went and picked her up, and I thought, oh my god, that's really brave. I wouldn't have done that. Today. No. I'd probably just been quiet. Yeah. Or just go and found somebody else. And she was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. It's not right. And I just thought our kids actually they're growing up in a time where they have got more information they are way more savvy than us and that's what i'm really enjoying just the conversations yeah. and seeing what she's i like it i can't say it to her but i love it when she gets a bit feisty because i'm like yeah you're gonna need that yeah you're gonna i don't want you to be a people pleaser i want you to question authority i don't want you just to blindly go like a lemming as to wherever somebody says you should go you've got you've got to question things but you don't question the mum.
0: <laughs> so what, what have you what have you crushed over? What has she what has she been feisty about?
3: Bedtime. Bedtime. In my household, If I want to start Armageddon, bedtimes. It's it's just one of those things that you can never beat because everyone's got a friend who's allowed to go to bed at midnight. Yeah.
0: Oh, is, we get that all the time. This one girl went to bed at midnight once, and that is said to me every single bedtime when I'm trying to get them to sleep. So what, what what are your bedtimes in your house?
3: Well, here's the thing. I mean, it gets looser (laughs) because the week.
0: Summer holidays, there isn't one. It's carnage.
3: Oh, it's chaos. But, I mean, the baby, I mean, I tried to get him into bed for, say, seven, seven thirty.
0: The three-year-old uh, baby, he's going to be your baby forever, isn't he? the baby. <laughs> he's three and at school, little tie on, the baby, briefcase. <laughs> Off he goes, the baby, where's the baby? He's just on the bus, yeah, he, he's all right. That's
3: exactly how it's going to be. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, that sort of changes up when he hears all the noise and the chaos downstairs because he wants to be a part of it. Put him in his room at seven, 7.30, lights like out, so we read all our books. we read an oi, frog, what a champion book that is at the minute. So
0: I've never read Oy Frog. But, never had Oy Frog sat, sat along yeah.
1: but, uh, I thought I'd have you down as a big Oy Frog fan. I, th- I, I thought I'd bought basically bought all of the books in Waterstones out of guilt when I'm on tour, so I'm surprised there's any. <laughs> um, so it's 7.30, lights out. What about the teenagers or oh 11 God. Okay, and the, so the 11-year-old? So the 11-year-old, I aim for 8, 8.30.
3: Uh, she's she's climbing up the walls with that. She wants 9.30. Because all their friends. Oh. Uh, and you know what? It's oh, when they go to bed, it's actually when they're getting up. Because they're all getting up at 6 30. I've got three school runs, you see. So that's why it's tricky. And then the teenager, mm. she has so much homework. It is insane. I start off by going up to her room, saying, right, bed, lights out. And then I start sitting down with her, looking at the homework and then getting stuck on it with her. And before you know it, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's really hard. Bedtimes are hard. They, they're hard to police because you just make your kids miserable because they just fight against it. But.
0: And if they're doing homework up there, it's hard to say go sleep when they're going to be lying there worrying that they've not finished exactly. it.
3: Exactly. Do
0: it quicker exactly and better. That. Come on.
3: <laughs> that, and then you start thinking, well, what excuse can I give to the teacher for her? <laughs>
0: So then what's, just three school runs. So what's what's your, what's the morning routine looking like? You're up at six foot... Uh, everyone
3: is, up 6.30. I put all the bowls out on the table so everyone's got their breakfast ready to go. Uh, everyone does, has their piano, like 10, 15 minutes piano. Oh, wow. and take it. Like oh, fuck stage. that,
0: no <laughs> offence, but I can't have <laughs> the thought of having to do piano first thing in the morning. Oh, it drives me mental. That is... I can't do it, can't do it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, everyone's
3: too tired.
0: Really? So you do it in the morning, piano. Do they all like the piano?
3: Uh, They love the the piano. Hero plays the trumpet.
1: Does Snoop play the piano?
3: Snoop wants to play the piano, yeah. Initially, nobody likes to practice, myself included. Absolutely hate practicing. But because Ava's now earning money from it, she earns money every weekend. She's got seven pupils, and she's seeing the benefits of that. Sorry, she's
0: teaching piano?
3: Yeah. Wow. At 15? No, she's been teaching since she was... Twelve. Wow. Yeah. You've created you've created
1: your own band, so you're the Nigel Lithgo of of your own of your own pop stars. You have your yeah. own pop stars. I, I, yeah.
3: yeah. Would
1: you be yeah. in a band if your children came to you and said, We're gonna start a band and we want you to be in it, would you join?
3: They would never want me in their band. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like here's all over again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's mad because not always, like, the three of them have the same, you know, like, you're your, obviously your passion's music, isn't it? Yeah. As well, that they've all got the same passion as their mum. That's nice that you've got that shared interest where normally one rails against it.
3: Yeah, very much.
0: With sibling rivalry, like, if one's good at it, I know. If my brother was really good at piano, I'd be like, I ain't doing that. No, but
3: that's why I gave them all the I did that on purpose. I gave them different insight. Right. Because m- my family, growing up, we all got the uh. same instruments, and it does become then exactly what you said. But you'll see on my socials, I usually film one in one room and one in the other, and they just both do. Like one will do piano, one will do cello. They'll swap over.
0: Snoop's got a gin and juice on the go. Listen to some beats. <laughs> Obviously, you're like you're, you're into, You love your music, Miley, and Josh. You love music as well, and I, I don't mind music, but I'd always go and listen to a comedy album over. A music album. That's just you know, why, why it won't mean crime, but the thought of hearing three instruments at six thirty AM at breakfast, I don't think I'd cope. I, so, I'd just be like I fucking don't. shut up. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to be a Big sir. I've got I've got not enough milk. The toast burn Oh no, I love it. I love the, I love how loud our household is. Oh. I mean my daughters have had friends who've come over and have said, Your
3: house is
1: very loud <laughs> <laughs> is it quite an open house is it one of those houses yeah. where there's always people coming and
3: going yeah and I'll tell you why because I didn't grow up in a house like that and I really wanted it I wanted like those sitcom houses where someone just walks in through the back yeah. door yeah. <laughs> I made a pie There's some left over and I was one- really wanted that so you know it's our household has always had you know wakes and strays and i love it you know there's always been some woman crying rolling down a radiator sliding down a there's always <laughs> someone <laughs> dropping always someone dropping their kids over yeah. or they just jobs or to get their legs waxed um obviously at the weekends um ava's teaching all her pupils so their mums and dads come in for a cup of tea it's just it is chaotic and there she's, was, earning,
0: she's earning good money from 12 she's
3: earning She's doing really well. She hasn't asked me for money for, I don't know, a few years. What?
1: That's, that's amazing.
3: It's great. great. I you be enough
1: to entertain the parents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a split.
3: She, yeah, she's got the easier gig. Well, I have pointed this out as we were talking about <laughs> taxes and about finance and how to pay your way. And I said, look, you don't get charged for the room or the electricity or the use of the piano or the wear and tear of the stool or the You know, she's, she's learned, got you know, a great deal. She's learning, she's got a really good deal And she knows
0: that but that's And also a, yeah. her teaching has a free meet and greet Myling class chucked in <laughs> I mean it's,
3: When you put it like that I do sit and have a coffee with my Do
0: you to really get any of my class fans That the kids are disinterested in piano And your daughter's in on it going, Let's just sit here and pretend I'll play for a bit And then your <laughs> mum and dad can have a chat with Marlene. I know you're not into this But they're paying good money
3: Yeah it's not a bad idea not a side earner
1: so are you having to do nine parents you must be buzzing off your face with the coffees you're having on a saturday night. i
3: live on coffee i live on coffee hero actually actually i don't know who where she heard this from she said if you have five coffees and no sleep she said you're gonna die and I just who said that Hero. Said, so if oh. i don't have those coffees then i will be breaking the family rule i have to have
0: this coffee yeah. how many how many <laughs> coffees you on a day would you say
3: Oh, God, easily five. Easily five. How are you having
0: it? Talk me through it. Skinny cappuccino. Five skinny cappuccinos.
3: Yeah.
0: Single shots.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: First one as soon as you get up. When are you having the last one?
3: Uh, Yeah, sometimes after a meal.
1: Wow. Oh, at night. night. I
3: can can sleep anytime, anywhere.
1: Oh, man. Really? That sounds so much fun. I have one coffee (laughs) and I'm absolutely. (laughs) High as a kite followed by so really? low. It's like the <laughs> the come down I have from a single coffee is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Really? Yeah. You just yeah, drink think, tea now. Oh, yeah.
3: Your your kids are still young. <laughs> You're young,
1: Padawan. You've got time. <laughs> but you just drink tea? I've never. I don't think you've ever had a coffee, have you, Josh? I've never. I know I talk. drank too much at university. Of course. I mean, that's such a lame story. Just did too much coffee at university, guys. But like, I was. I was doing class levels of coffee at university. Really. And it was yeah. And then it was really bad. I. I was getting um like I was throwing up in the mornings because I was consuming so much caffeine. Oh. It's so... I'm not made of strong stuff. <laughs> But I, I don't have to get through the day without lots of coffee. Oh,
0: are you right, Rob? <laughs> he just, the way just, I'm just not made of strong stuff like coffee. just killing him.
1: <laughs> Poor old Josh. I do, I do go tecaf, decaf tea after about 2pm. So there we go. Pathetic, oh, right. really, isn't but, it? But Mylene's
0: dealing with it. Five coffees ploughing on. Are you worried there's going to be a massive caffeine crash at some point, Mylene? Or do you reckon you can ride it out?
3: I think I'm just keeping things like the status quo is just keep the coffees yeah. rolling. Yeah. Don't wait for the crash. That's the error. Don't wait for the crash.
1: <laughs> Normally with... You can't calm going. down if you're still up. Showbiz has <laughs> 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 show taught you anything. Normally I'd be, we'd be like, so what's the score with like alcohol and discussing that with your kids when they're 15 or stuff? So? Where, where do you stand on what age can a kid start having coffee?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So uh, it's interesting. Again, I did that in the book. I did measures. Yeah. I actually yep. did measures so the kids love it because if you put all the glasses out on the table mm. and you say because there was this trend and i think the girls pointed it out to me on on tiktok where kids were just downing bottles of vodka and i said to them oh. that is, that's
2: water oh my God.
3: that's water and that's why i put that in the book because i think yeah. we don't the really, we you know everyone knows when you drink and it's at a wedding or a party or at the weekend if you've got friends you know everyone yeah. sees drink but actually have you ever sat down with your kids and explained drink and measures. It's like when you lay all the glasses out in front of them and you show a pint glass and a shot glass and you say, look, if you poured that into a, if you poured the the vodka shot into a pint glass, you'd be in severe trouble. Mm. I think that's a really important thing to teach them. And then what I've also showed is how easily it is to to spike a drink as well. We have all those conversations about never returning to a drink. Uh, And I think those are those are really important conversations not to scare children i think a lot of people have i've seen you know the stories that have been written up about when i first you know introduced this book things on like fire drills that was you know they, those were heavily sensationalized too but you know the the london fire brigade got in touch to say thanks for talking about it because uh i think you know you do fire masters at work you do fire masters at school but you don't. You know. We should do. You should do a fire drill in your house. You should. These no. 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 Nothing should be off limits. Yeah. A lot of children, and this is really sad. I've worked with Save Save Children for ten years now, and you hear these stories, and you're like, I just think, God, we should be teaching our children this that. A lot of fire brigades, a lot of firemen say that they find children hidden under beds or in cupboards oh, because God. the first reaction is to hide. Yeah. yeah. So your job, I believe, is you've got to show them how to get out or what to do, and don't go back for the pet, and don't go back for your teddy bears, and you know yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. hide. And so we we do little fire musters. We have a fire muster point. We've planned if you can't get out the front door, how do you you know? Can you make your way to the back?
1: How old do, How old do you start that from? Did, would you discuss that with Snoop?
3: Yeah. I did a video on it I put that on my socials and people were like oh my god you know it, did, it sounds scary when you talk about it but when yeah. you see the cause yeah. of it it's game
0: you'd rather have an awkward conversation about it than, than not know and the yeah, worst totally. happens
3: it's awkward because you're applying your emotion to it yeah because yeah.
0: you're panicking about it Yeah, they don't
3: know that fire is hot because they're forever trying to touch things they just don't they don't see the danger so once they don't see the danger turn it into a game and so show them how to crawl across the floor we make we did we did a game where you know we we, we tried to do it in the dark because often it's the smoke that is is the inhibitor as opposed to the and fire. is this
0: before or after piano lessons at six thirty a.m. when, when you're <laughs> snipping this in <laughs> just trying to get my schedule ready
3: <laughs> this is what happens when you've got a navy dad my dad's in the navy All right um, <laughs> you used to have to run a fire muster, and i'd be like i am never doing this with my kids this is torture this is a is barbaric. Now I'm here.
0: Where I am. Well, I was going to say it's, you've got you've got an amazing amount of energy, and I was going to ask where you get it from. But we know it's the five coffees. But it's it's it's, it's so nice. You're so excited about looking after your kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just problem solving and making it fun. Yeah. It feels no, like you're yeah. what you like to do.
3: I just think it gets really sad. Like it's almost like when you hear parents. I'm like, Look, we're all tired. We're all massively overwhelmed. We're all worried about what the future holds. It feels relentless at the moment. It feels like I said overwhelming, but. You know what? They, they. I've got a 15-year-old. I blinked when she was 15.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: I just think, you know, I just want to be team kids. I do enjoy their company. I enjoy being a mum. You hear so many times that people moan about, oh, God, the kids did this, and then they did that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've got a herd a living, though, Miley. <laughs> <I'm> not <joking. laughs> let's, not, let's not shit on that too much, okay, because twice a week we're pumping this out. <laughs>
3: Just, I feel like they're just growing up so quickly. I
0: know it's, it's bad, isn't
3: it? Scary. It seems like the baby is three. I
0: do think, yeah. I mean, now, now mine are less uh, labour intensive because they're six and four. I am really enjoying their company, but when they're well, Josh's stage at fifteen months, it's unrelenting. But, um, but yeah, no, you, you, it's, it's so true. It's like it goes so quick. But they
3: shift, like you know, here Ava's challenges now. You know, she's self-sufficient in so many ways, but her challenges are, uh, are challenges that I can't always solve. Mm. You know, I sit down all and we'll try and figure out together because some of them are just, that it's so complicated. And we're also, we're trying to prepare them for jobs that didn't exist when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah. We're trying to we're trying to prepare them for a world that has socials and, and tech in it that we didn't have. Yeah. And you're trying to tell them how to behave and navigate this world. And we never, yeah. and like, can you imagine if this was if your past was all over the internet or your photos or your conversations yeah. oh my gosh I... could you imagine what our poor kids are navigating it's terrifying
1: and as someone who loves a busy house and obviously you kind of i could see you just like your door having your kids all doing different things and stuff but you've got a 15 year old daughter who maybe in 3 years is going to leave home can you comprehend that how 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 do you think you're going to deal with
0: what to go to the monastery? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, obviously you've got the, you know Snoop and he's young still. But that, that are you going to be that mum? I think that moves to near the university.
3: <laughs> no, no it's, it's on the <laughs> floor next to the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hosties when they come in from a <laughs> night out already um i mean somebody said to me you know that, that nature designs it very well That by the point by the point they're moving out they don't they can't tolerate your ideas or whatever yeah, else yeah. and you're probably on your last nerve as well but i am just i just you know i said to them i want you to go out and go and do whatever it is you know whatever that passion is or whatever whatever that job you know you want to go and follow or travel just come home just make sure you come home. But I just think that idea making you have to look after your mum in old age or, you know, you have to, I think that's such a, that's a real labour on a child. And I don't, I, I've been really careful about my language around that. And I've also changed a lot of my language recently um, in talking, I think, you know, you just talk to people and you pick up tips. And it was actually Catlin Moran, actually, she said to me recently that she stopped saying to her children, I just want you to be happy. And I'm like, oh my God, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. She said it's just another pressure, and I thought about it. And if someone kept saying to me I'm to be happy when I'm stressed at work and worrying about, you know, yeah, whatever. that's so true. Yeah. Oh well, now I've got happy on top of it all. I think you just got a, I just just got to roll with the punches. But here I, but Ava, I can never remember which child to talk about. is not awful. Um <laughs> they get really wound up with me when I confuse their names. They get yeah. really mad at me, and I know who I'm talking about.
1: It's just
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouting another person's name. Um, I think yeah, it breaks my heart to think that they've been with you forever and then you yeah. will have. Yes, I can't even. I can't even imagine it. And yeah, saying all of that, I'm going to be a massive hypocrite. But then, when do,
0: yeah, So when do you like like draw that line? Because when they move to uni and they're in the uni house, are you getting her and all the her mates doing the firepoint muster? Is that? Uh, but but part of you will want to. You'll be in there visiting. Going, it's lovely, is it? <gasps> that's the kitchen. That shrimp your- guys. Quick firepoint muster if we can. Master?
3: Uh, this is a vodka shot. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Fuck off, mom. I'm 26.
3: Really cool one with you. <laughs>
0: Hey, guys, it's me here. The crab releaser, quick one. Uh, but that's the difficulty, isn't it? You still want to do it, but you can't. That's,
3: that's your job as well. You're, you are still going to be mum.
0: I, I don't... I don't yeah, but you can't do a firepoint muster at a uni house.
3: All right, I'll, 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 I might hold off on that. What, what about... <laughs> you want to do it now?
1: <laughs> what about a piano schedule? A piano schedule when she moves into her halls. Right, everyone. I've, I've noted down when you're all doing the piano in the morning. You'll check, no, you'll ask, No, 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 I've been
3: really smart with the piano moves, so I've really... I them through their grades whilst they were young because I know I yeah. said, I even said it to Ava and I said to the Sim, my partner, I said, once they hit 15, it's, it's just nigh impossible. That practice, you know, it's hard because yeah. they want to be out with their mates and why wouldn't they? And yeah. because I'd had that and I'd lived that, that's why I re- raced them through it because I thought, well, that's it now. Like Ava's got her diplomas, She started music college. She can earn money now. It might not even be brilliant if- might not be the part... she's got a
0: trade, she's already got I a trade basically. Always
3: have a trade, yeah. Like the South London way you're talking about, yeah. I mean, I've saved a fortune on doing my own plumbing, always have a trade,
0: yeah. So now they've done that, they can always teach piano essentially yeah. if they get the, through their grades, but
3: also it's a transferable skill. It's a transferable skill. So she, she gets paid by TikTok, she's not like just you know, you know, holding up shampoo bottles and you know, just to advertise. She actually gets paid to make videos she's figured this out now so what's brilliant about all of this is I don't have to say go and do your piano because she knows she earns on a Saturday from it she she earns from social media from it and it's an actual talent so no one can actually just be you know you're not wearing the right clothes I don't like your yeah,
2: yeah,
3: realistic um surface level of how so many bands are judged she's she's a diploma student that that's going to to music college she's she's sorted from that point and even if she decides you know she wants to go down a completely different route i know i've just given her a trade i know that she'll always be able to eat
0: that's yeah it's an amazing thing to have like forever but how when how, what was your journey of learning the piano Then was it different to how so did you readjust it to do it when they were younger well, did you say you had to do it when you was older when you did I, your I was a little bit levels off.
3: i didn't have a mum who could read music so if i couldn't figure something out i had a whole week of having to wait to see my teacher right.
2: Whereas
3: right i can hear what's going on if i'm just doing the washing up and i can you know there's a running joke but i can literally hear c sharp it's a c sharp <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was really hoping it wasn't coming across like some tiger mum no, it's like no it's, all, it's great it's all coming
1: it's, it's all really, coming, coming from, from love from such a good place well, they
3: don't but if they don't want to do it I've also said just don't do it it's life is yeah. short yeah. it is way too short but they're loving the flex of being able to go I've my money. i
1: I would have loved to have that ability to earn that money on the, when I was 15 genuinely like it's such a great thing to have but, but i think it comes
0: from it comes from a real place of like love and excitement and opportunity Or i think sometimes when it's coming from a place of fear of oh my children aren't keeping up at school and then you, you badger badgering them and go and do this do that, that that's when i don't think the kids sort of enjoy it but when it's like you're sort of going well if you do that it's a c sharp but if you do that then you can earn money from it it's an opportunity not a fearful thing
3: i get asked by mums a lot they want to get they want to get their children into music. And I'm telling you, music is the most transferable skill. It picks up your mouth, it picks up your English. It's so abstract, so you can understand, even from a storytelling point of view. It's just language as well, You know, whether you want to learn a language, the way that you listen. It teaches you to listen, not to actually, not, you're not always on send. But ultimately, I think there's a lot of parents who say to me, well, my child isn't you know, practicing, or they don't seem to enjoy it. or Change the teacher, because yeah, music is yeah. fun. Nobody ever goes to a gig well shouldn't do and just be like I mean to come out you know utterly miserable you you know it just goes into your soul you go to a concert and it it touches something you watch a movie if you turn the sound off i know that you say that you'd rather listen to a comedy podcast but you mm. watch movies as soon as you yeah as soon as you hear the music to et you can't yeah. feel yeah. anything other than like mush because it's such a yeah. huge nostalgic part of our childhood and it in music, irrespective of how you think you feel about it, it touches absolutely everybody. It's like, it is, it's a universal language.
1: Well, whenever I get in the you can hear it. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: So last question on learning the music. Recorders, no, they should good burned. intro or bullshit? Burn them. Absolute bullshit. Burn them. (laughs) I draw a line somewhere. Burn them. (laughs) Triangle.
0: Just fuck off and find something you're good at.
1: (laughs) Fucking triangle. At four, if I was to buy my daughter an instrument, what instrument would you suggest I buy her?
3: So this is an interesting one, because I get asked this a lot. Actually, if you want to get your child into music, play them music. Play them every genre you can. Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, Pavarotti... Don't just give them, you know, one genre of music because it's what you listen to. It's so important that they can you know, pick and choose different bits and hear the influences of other, um, songs, you know, you could, I know so many people think that classical music is boring, but now if you listen to how many people, um, uh, are using classical music in, 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 you know, their pop writing, it's just, it's the key to everything. Bell's Canon, which I used to make my money as a teenager playing at weddings, every single wedding went to Bell's Canon. It's what Oasis used, Kylie used, you know, for the locomotion. It's, um, Morning Glory it's just, they, every single act every single writer is used Bell's canon it's just the key even Alan thinking. Sugar
0: used classical music for the start of The Apprentice
3: yeah for <laughs> coffee Prokof- big time yes <laughs> quite right you see but I just think that's it it's like play the music because not everyone can afford uh, an instrument and then they have an instrument that just sits there collecting dust because they don't have play and then they they then decide they're not very musical she gets it from me i'm not very musical you know and i just think that's a real shame teach them how to listen to different pieces and and different melodies and they'll sing along to it and you know anything can become an instrument in the house if you are going to you know run with anything i say run with it it's impossible to do so but you know piano is key because it's both hands both lines that you're learning it's it's like a staple. Everyone loves to sing along. Yeah, true. the piano.
0: Um, Miley, the last question. Um, this is about um, your partner. Um, is there one thing they do parenting-wise that really annoys you and frustrates you but they keep doing it? And one thing that they do that's amazing? We try and finish on a positive if you want to do the negative first.
3: Okay. So um, Sim does this thing with the washing up. It becomes washing up Jenga. Right. The, with all the kids' stuff, it just gets piled up higher and higher. And it's just one of those things uh, that I just, yeah. you'll hear yeah. it in the middle of the night sometimes, just, oh, It, it
2: yeah. all
3: comes crashing. And I don't know it comes from a good place. He's trying to, like, get, you know, do the laundry, do the washing and help out. But that, that gets my nerves on edge because uh, yeah. there's all the breakage. And on a good point, uh, I have never seen him ever not be so, you know, get hands on. He's so hands on. He is it's brilliant he's like a kid and i think that that's such an infectious thing for children to see someone who doesn't mind you know running in the parents race and go around again and doing it just fun on when we're, we're doing trick or treat just isn't afraid to make you know um a fool of himself and just puts the fun back into it all Love and to-
0: and doesn't die which is key I've for done, the classes. Has fun. Done, doesn't die.
3: Don't <laughs> don't die. And do you know what? He's always full of like, surprises. He's just been coaching Hero because Hero's decided she wants to get into cricket. And they had this whole thing where I showed up just to watch and he'd done all these like, special bowling little tricks that they had. They had their, <laughs> if you've like, seen League of Their Own where they do the, the movie where they've got their little signs and they were both communicating as to what bowl she should do next. And I like, just, that is when you think that's really, that's really oh. special.
1: Oh, lovely. This got so much, much better since we ended on the positive. We used to just end with the negative. But it's nice now. It's nice now. And good luck with the book. The book oh. is out now. They don't teach this at school. Essential knowledge to tackle everyday challenges. There we go. Thank you very much, Mylene Class.
3: Honestly, thank you.
1: Mylene Class. There um, we
0: go. What a lovely woman. She's lovely. Do you know what, though? I reckon three coffee's enough. I am going
1: to say maybe I need a coffee. I just need one.
2: <laughs> I
0: really need to, my abba. You, me, and you have an extra one each, and she has three. I wish I had that zest for life. I will <laughs> again. <coughs> um, mine in class. Um uh, Don't forget to buy a book, and uh, we'll see you on
2: Friday. Cheers. Bye. <audio EKG>